0: Listening to a Sharesies podcast. It's Thursday, the tenth of February. You are listening to Recap, brought to you by Sharesies.
1: Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create financial empowerment for everyone.
0: Here's the disclaimer.
1: Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with.
0: Any information we provide is general only and current at the time.
1: If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider.
0: G'day there, Alice. Kiara, Jose. I thought it might be worthwhile. I was thinking the other day that we talk a lot about uh, earnings and results, particularly when we're talking about US companies and reporting on like, you know, fourth quarter results and the like. Quite often there's a term that comes up called earnings call. What exactly oh, yeah. is an earnings call? Can you can you explain briefly for myself and the listeners?
1: Yeah, well earnings court quite literally means that. So basically a company will release, you know, its latest earnings. So so just um to clarify, earnings court is a very like American term. Mm. So uh, you know, US companies they release earnings reports every quarter. And what happens is after the company releases it, quite often um, key management, like the CEO and often the CFO, Chief Financial Officer, will jump on essentially like a conference call with uh, like analysts who follow the company and do research on it um, and other sort of um, people like that. And they do a bit of a presentation about how the results went and um, even do a bit of a Q&A. Uh, in New Zealand, we also, you know, management um also do calls like that Mm -hmm. and i think that also happens in australia as well
0: feels like in america there'd be a lot more pageantry around it though as well right
1: yeah, and I think like um you know some big companies like the likes of Meta or Snap, I feel like they do quite like impressive sort of presentations. <laughs> yeah, um, as you can imagine.
0: Uh, Apple, Apple are like next <laughs> level usually with that sort of stuff, or at least they used to be. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like you know, when mean, they have product launches and then they do like the big old like grand reveals.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a video of like Steve Vollmer like uh, just running into the, the 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 stage and just pumping his arms like yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> (laughs) earnings call yeah cool great great explanation thanks very much alice let's crack on there is quite a bit to cover today what though has been happening in the local market
1: uh vulcan steel released its latest financial results today
0: now as a reminder tell me about vulcan steel what do they do
1: yeah, so so Vulcan Steel only went public a couple of months ago. Back in November last year, it did an initial public offering in which it listed on both the New Zealand and Australian stock exchanges. So it's a dual listed company. As for what the company does, Vulcan Steel describes itself as an Australasian wide metal processor and distributor.
0: Okay, so tell me more about the company's results today.
1: So these were for the half-year ended the 31st of December 2021. Uh, this was the first lot of results that the company has released since its listing. And headlining the announcement is that Vulcan had a record half-year performance and it actually upgraded its earnings guidance for the full year.
0: Okay, so let's focus first on the half-year results. So What happened there?
1: Cool. So for those six months, the company reported revenue of 463 million New Zealand dollars. That's up 35% from the same period a year ago. As for net profit after tax, that came in at $54 million, up 85% from 29 million a year earlier.
0: Mm, And what helped uh, drive those results?
1: So the company said revenue was driven by a 10% increase in volume growth, as well as higher prices. Uh, and then the company also boosted its profitability so, through some productivity gains. Overall, Vulcan CEO Rhys Jones said that not with, notwithstanding COVID-19, Vulcan's businesses have actually traded well in the first six months of its financial year.
0: And then looking ahead, what did the company say about its outlook?
1: Well Vulcan Cell said that activity level and margins in the first half of the year have been ahead of expectations and that the prospect for steel demand globally remains supportive. The company did note though that the ongoing COVID impact on the global and Australian economies as well as supply chains, expectations of rising interest rates and inflation could lead to variable activity in the second half of the financial year as well as the year after that. Uh, but altogether, Vulcan is increasing its earnings guidance. The company's raising its pro forma expectations of net profit by around 15% to between $107 to $114 million. That's up from a range of $93 to $100 million.
0: And finally, what's Vulcan's share price done today?
1: Well, on the NZX uh, and at the time of recording, Vulcan steel was sitting up about 2.7% for the day
0: thanks very much for that Alice Uh, I'd like to take us over to the States now where Disney has reported its first quarter earnings the House of Mouse results showed the company bet expectations on a number of key metrics
1: interesting, so what's the lowdown on that?
0: Well, an earnings per share reported $1.06 versus the expected $0.63. Uh, with revenue, it was expected that the quarter would see Disney pull in $20.9 billion. Uh, in the end, the company recorded $21.8 billion. Making up part of that revenue figure was Disney's Parks Experience and Consumer Products division. Now, it hit $7.2 billion for the quarter, which was well up on the $3.6 billion it made in the same quarter the previous year.
1: Right, and presumably that's a bounce back from the height of the pandemic?
0: Yes, the company noted that its domestic US parks operated under less COVID-19 restrictions, although elsewhere in the world their parks were still affected by uh, lockdowns. Uh, Although they noted that the consumer products wing of the company uh, saw revenue fall by 8.5%, that's due to a good number of Disney retail stores being closed due to the pandemic in the second half of 2021.
1: Alright, thanks for that. But what about Disney+, Plus? so that's their streaming platform? Uh, I'm curious to know how that's faring, because uh, Netflix, which is another streaming platform, that said it was expecting a slowdown in subscriber numbers.
0: Yeah, right now the race between the video-on-demand platforms to scoop up as many eyeballs as possible has a lot of people interested in who ends up with the golden trophy. Now, Disney reported that in the quarter, 11.8 million new subscribers were added to the platform. Now that brings the total of Disney Plus subscribers to 129.8 million. By comparison, Netflix added 8.3 million new subscribers in their last quarter, and all up they have now 222 million subscribers.
1: So Netflix is still ahead by some way then?
0: Yes, and it's definitely uh, Disney's target to at least match Netflix. The Disney CEO, Bob Chapek, stuck to the company's previously stated goal of hitting 230 to 260 million subscribers by 2024. The company also looks to be doubling down on spending for streaming for the next quarter. The CFO, Christine McCarthy, said that expenses on programming will increase by 800 million to one billion dollars
1: let the streaming wars continue was there anything else of interest from the earnings call
0: yes there was a uh, tv and film production has still been impacted by the pandemic u.s domestic box office uh, hasn't still recovered from covid related disruptions like uh, restrictions and lockdowns or adding heavily to production costs uh, as an example the profits from the latest spider-man film essentially offset losses from all the other uh, disney productions <music> And what have you got to wrap us up for today, Alice?
1: Well, I'll bring things back uh, back home again. Lovely. Sanford gave a market update today on how its first quarter of its financial year has been going. Now, Sanford is a New Zealand seafood company, uh, and it operates sort of in, in two key divisions, first being wild catch. So this is like it owning fishing boats or leasing fishing boats that they go out and catch fish from the sea that they then sell. Uh, and then they also have aquaculture, so some salmon and some mussel farming. Uh, and Sanford is listed on the New Zealand Stock Exchange under the ticker SAN.
0: And I suddenly feel much more hungry than I did before, but tell me about this update today.
1: Sure. So the company said it's beginning to see the start of the post-pandemic recovery, uh, but there's impacts of Omicron ahead. Uh, And on top of that, Sanford said it's showing improvements in sales volumes and prices for the period that's just been, uh, which was consistent with the company's expectations.
0: Okay, what were some of the numbers behind that?
1: So, overall sales volumes were up 11% compared to the same period a year earlier. Uh, now, if we sort of break that down by division, in wildcatch, there were lower volumes, but this is sort of offset by prices increasing 24%. Then, when we move to aquaculture and sort of first look at mussels, Sanford said there was strong customer demand for green shell mussels. Uh, Prices were up 12% and sales volumes increased 30% compared to the same period last year. Then finally for salmon, Sanford said it experienced strong demand in key markets for this, which saw volumes go up 47% compared to a year ago.
0: And what did Sanford say about that?
1: CEO Peter Reedy said that this was a good result and it shows things are improving. Uh, However, the company does continue to face challenges on the supply side. Uh, It cited access to labor and freight costs, as well as challenges that Omicron poses to the company. Then, uh, as the company pointed out, there's other challenges outside of the pandemic, like rising ocean temperatures, which can impact on aquaculture operations. Uh, Sanford, though, said that it's focusing on the things that it can control.
0: Right. And there, anything else from the announcement today?
1: Yeah, the company also confirmed that it's on track to communicate the results of its strategy refresh by June. Uh, this is something that the, the company had previously said it would do.
0: Great. Thank you very much, Alice. And that brings us to the end of the show. That was recap for the tenth of February. Thank you so much for listening.
1: And it would be a help if you gave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Our email is recap at and you can also leave a voice message. There's a link to that in the episode description. We,
0: we love a good uh, voice message. Please take, uh, please, please do leave us a message. Mātīwa, see ya.
1: See ya.